Hey, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Let's Mom Bitch. I am your host, Alonda, and I'm so happy you chose to tune in today. This is episode number 15, Mom's Acting Bad. And guess what? It's my birthday. Happy 41st birthday to me. Yay. <laughs> How have you all been doing? How has your week been? Mine has been wonderful. I had the most amazing birthday weekend. Um, we decided to do brunch. Um, I wondered, you know, my husband and, you know, whatever friends of mine, associates of mine wanted to join us to all just attend brunch together. Um, brunch is a big thing in Atlanta, and this is the first time that I've actually went to one outside of the long-ass wait at the restaurant. Um, the food was delicious. Um, I just picked this restaurant, this um, New Orleans-style um, food, kind of like Papa Do's, but um, this one was Copeland's, Copeland's of New Orleans, and they have a brunch on Saturday at one of the locations and then they also do it Saturday and or Saturday and Sunday at one of the locations and just Sunday at the other location and it starts it's from 11 a.m to 3 p.m and um when I was inviting people I didn't know if people would be available to be there as early as 11 a.m so I had um, told everybody to meet us out front at 12.30, um, which everybody was pretty much on time. I was actually running 10 minutes late, and um, I mean, it really didn't make a difference because when my homegirl got there, she had checked to see how long the wait was, and they had said 40 minutes, so the 40 minutes actually turned into an hour and a half, so that sucked, but... It worked out good. The food was good. We enjoyed ourselves. Unfortunately, one of my friends had to leave before we even had um, brunch, but she was able to order a meal and take it with her. Um, And then we had Nyla with us. My husband was there, and we had Nyla with us. And she was actually on her best behavior considering the weight. So she was able to try a variety of foods, she um pretty much enjoyed everything and it was a successful brunch and then later that night my um husband and i and one of my homegirls we went to this restaurant it's this mexican restaurant that has a dj at night and so we enjoyed ourselves there the food was amazing um i had hookah (laughs) a few drinks it was just awesome to be able to have a babysitter and get out and celebrate my 41st birthday so um that was awesome um today for my birthday i'm just relaxing enjoying the peace and quiet in the house shay's at work tristan is still in south carolina Nyla, I dropped her off at baby at the daycare this morning, just like I said, so I could relax, um, just enjoy some peace and quiet, not have to chase after a baby or hear any crying. I have my candle lit. I already had me, you know, a few drinks, been listening to some music. Um, I am cooking dinner for my husband, but it's going to be, it's a crock pot meal, so... Most the main dish is a crock pot meal. I'm doing smothered um, chicken legs, but then I'll um, just have to make the mashed potatoes and the um, green beans and cornbread sometime before my husband gets home from work. So, um, hey, it's gonna be a good day, a relaxing day, and um, I'm happy to also be able to celebrate this day with my podcast family. <laughs>
So let's get right into news reports because I have a couple to discuss today. The first one I want to talk about is just like my ending thoughts on the Tory Lanez, Megan Thee Stallion situation, especially since Tory is supposed to be getting sentenced tomorrow, June the 13th. Um, so I believe it was in 2021, July of 2021. Um, there was an altercation between Tory Lanez, Megan the Stallion, and Megan's best friend. I believe her name is Kenzie Nicole or Nicole Kenzie or something like that. Y'all know who I'm talking about. So anyway, during this altercation, as you all should know at this point, Megan got shot in her feet. Now, we're not going to say allegedly anymore because... The trial is over. Tory has been found guilty. He's getting sentenced. It has been proven that she had bullet fragments in her feet. So she clearly was shot. And I always believed that she was shot. Um, but I just didn't, you know, I'm not just so quick to believe a female. So when everything was going about and he was trying to say she was lying and, you know, situation she put herself in, made it seem like she wasn't truthful. And then just everybody in the situation was just so secretive about that night. I was even at the point like, just say what fucking happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are y'all so, why are y'all beating around the bush in this situation? You know? So all this banter back and forth was going on and then like other celebrities was chiming in and a lot of male celebrities was leaning towards believing Tory and calling Megan a liar which unfortunately tends to happen to a lot of women who um say that they're abused or raped or attacked or whatever by a man especially a popular man people tend to victimize, further victimize the woman or the victim um, instead of trying to figure out the truth. So that's basically what was happening in this situation. And um, I feel like Megan was tormented for far too long and that justice was served. But when Toy was saying, he kept saying the truth would come out in court. So I'm tuned in. I'm trying to figure out what the truth about to be. Like, I want to hear the story because Megan had already, you know, I was riding for Megan. You know, I was believing Megan. And then she did the interview with Gail. Um, and in that interview, she asked if she ever had a sexual relationship with Tori and she said no and she hesitated when she said it when everybody all knew damn well that they was messing around like it was very obvious you know what I'm saying especially when this situation comes out because uh it was just so much rumors about it and even Tori tried to make it like he was sleeping with Megan and his friend her friend which he probably was but anyway um, I was waiting for his side of the story. And then when the trial came, he didn't say anything different than what he'd been saying. Like, he didn't show no proof. He just was saying he didn't do it. And, I mean, like, he didn't back up anything that he was saying. So, Megan won the case. He tried to get the case. Um, he tried to get a new trial. That was denied. And then... He was recently begging the judge not to destroy his life. And then um, as of recently, they were trying to get the judge removed from the case ahead of the sentencing, saying that he was playing favorites or something along those lines. So, I mean, I, basically what I want to say about this is... Um, I don't feel sorry for him. Like, you shot the girl. You lied about it. You tried to drag her in media. You know, you tried to um, 
you and the baby try to rush her on stage, uh, allegedly, you know, at the um, the um, Rolling Loud Festival in Miami. And, you know, and then all the other male celebrities chiming in, calling her a liar. They believe in you or whatever. And then you were found guilty. Then a phone conversation, a jail conversation was released between you and Megan's friend, basically admitting what you did. Now you want to cry for leniency because you're facing like 20 years in prison. You know what I'm saying? I, you deserve to get some jail time. Do, should you get 20 years? I don't know. Um, but you definitely should get some jail time. Um, there has to be consequences for your action. And you owe that girl an apology. And you need to make it a public apology. And stop trying to continue on with the lie that you didn't do it when you did. <laughs> So, um, I also wish the friend, I don't give a fuck whether you and Megan are not friends or not anymore. You look real shady anyway, because you were her best friend. And then it seemed like once she got you out there and put you on, then you started not being her friend no more. So it looks real shady. It looks like you were never her friend. But I just really feel like y'all need to tell the truth in this situation um, and apologize to Megan for how y'all have tried to damage her career. But I don't know. I'm waiting to see. I look forward to this sentencing tomorrow and I, I want to see how much time they give him. Let's see if justice is really going to be served. So the next news report I want to talk about is um, the social media, Twitter, back and forth between um, T.I. and Tiny's daughter, Zonique, and the rapper, is it Chica, Shakita? Um, anyway, Shakita was on a plane. And apparently Zonique's daughter and another child were crying in the middle of the night. And Shakita went on this rant um, about the kids and just calling the mom out of name and why you have your child on a flight waking people up at four in the morning or whatever. She was basically on this rant about the kids crying. And if I'm not mistaken, she made a, she posted a picture of the kids. Zonique caught wind of it, said it was her daughter. And um, they were going back and forth online. I don't have all the, the exact details on it. I don't care to have the exact details on it. But my opinion is this. As a mother, as a mother, number one, I have a right to have my kids on a plane. Now, on one hand, I can kind of understand if somebody has some unruly kids, like kids that's old enough to know better, acting up on a plane, and they're not doing anything about it. You know what I'm saying? I could understand people being mad about that. I also can understand that people being frustrated because they're trying to get some sleep on the plane and some kids are crying, no matter what their age ages are. However, you have to be mindful that the plane is just not yours. It's not just a personally chartered flight for just you. And there is going to be some noise, some disturbances or whatever, whether it be from children or or other adults on the plane. So it comes down to the common saying, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. How do you look talking trash about some children and their parents and using bad language and stuff against them on Twitter 
because you can't sleep because a baby was crying for a couple minutes. Kids cry. Like, all of that was unnecessary, and you deserve the backlash that you received. Um, and again, me being a mother, you know, of course we would like for our children to be quiet on a plane, especially if it's an older child. Um, but babies, you can't control them crying. It's the middle of the night. Babies wake up out of their sleep, you know, scared, not in their bed, don't know what's going on. And the mom or parent or caregiver is trying to calm them down. The last thing that we need is somebody complaining and talking trash or trying to start something with you. We're already frustrated that our child is crying on the plane or in public or wherever we're at. We don't need any backlash or any comments from anybody else. And clearly this young lady does not have any kids. Otherwise, she would realize that. And she's not the only one who's done this before. It's been many times that people has complained about a baby crying and all this stuff on the plane. So, again, everybody's human. She had a right to be upset and frustrated, but she didn't have a right to go online bashing anybody because their kids was crying. Um, if y'all want to know what was exactly said, y'all can go find the beef, Google it, look on Twitter or whatever. Cause I don't have all that information for you. I just know that the child was being loud. This lady, Chiquita, whatever her name is, she was talking trash about it and they were going back and forth for a couple days and she received a whole lot of backlash from many people about talking trash about these kids and then she tried to turn around and say she was having a um a manic episode to um so I don't know maybe she does have mental health issues I don't know um I don't know all I know is kids are gonna cry if you don't want to be on a plane with crying kids, don't book a flight, um, get you a private jet, catch a bus, drive a car, find another means of transportation in which you don't have to worry about other people making sounds. But no matter what type of transportation you use, if it's not just you on that transportation, you are going to encounter noises and smells and disturbances or whatever you can encounter. So all that shit talking and you know acting a fool is completely unnecessary all right so in florida um a mom aj owens was killed by her neighbor susan lornitz Lorenz. I don't know how to pronounce the last name, but apparently um, AJ's children were playing outside in a field near Susan's house. Um, there has been instances before where Susan has always messed with the kids in the neighborhood um, saying racial slurs and, you know, just fussing with them about playing around her house, allegedly. Um, apparently, AJ's kids were playing in a field near her house. Um, one of the kids left a tablet, their tablet, in the field. Susan picked it up. And then when the kid asked for the tablet back, she threw the tablet at him. She also has thrown skates at them. Um, allegedly, one of the children told, one of the older children told the younger child to go tell their mom what happened. So AJ went to Susan's house and was yelling, you know, if you want to throw stuff, throw it at me, don't throw it at my kids. And then that's when Susan shot AJ through her door um, for confronting her about her kids. So now this uh, black mother was 
killed by an um by her neighbor who clearly was prejudiced because it says that she admitted to um saying the racial slurs to the kids um if you're not prejudiced why are you saying racial slurs just because kids playing outside by your house even if they was playing in your yard and they shouldn't have been there you know you handle that in a different way you're not supposed to be you know calling them names or anything like that um it just seems like she was taunting at them kids and um you know being how racist be (laughs) um and unfortunately this young lady who was trying to protect her kids from this this woman um was killed um Susan said that she did um, say the racial slurs, but she also said that AJ threatened her life. So that's why she shot her. So we'll see how this turns out. We'll see what evidence they can gather and if there's any other witnesses that, you know, knows what this lady be doing and We'll see if any justice will be served in this case. But all I can say is prayers up to the family of A.J. Owens. Um, I pray that there's somebody that is able to care for her children. I'm not sure if she had a husband or if the children's fathers were in their lives, father or fathers were in their lives. Um, But I just want to pray for that family. And I hope that those children will be able to, you know, cope with this loss to the best of their ability and just be able to have a successful life um, despite the traumatic situation. So um, prayers up to that family and hopefully justice will be served. So here's a news report that I actually find a little strange, like the details are strange to me, but y'all tell me what y'all think. So a married couple, the Campbells, um, they used to reside here in Georgia in Noonan, but now they're residents in, um, Colorado Springs, Colorado. And, um, Apparently, on June 2nd, Quaylen Campbell had sent his wife a text message that contained a picture that he snapped of somebody in his car that she didn't recognize. And the message said, like, call 911, send help. And he shared his location. So the wife, believing that he was taken hostage... Um, she called 911 and said exactly what he said. And, you know, she expressed that she was afraid for him or whatever. And, um, the 911 operator said they were send somebody to check it out, but apparently they didn't check it out. So, um, the wife ended up going to the location that he shared And she found him in the car, shot him with the person that was in the car who was also shot. And it looked like it was an apparent murder-suicide. So she is um, I don't know if she's suing or she wants answers. I know she wants answers from the 911 and the police as to why no one was dispatched out to that location when she made the call. And apparently he wasn't even far from the Colorado Springs police headquarters. But what I find strange is like, do you really, do you hear many stories of people, um, being taken hostage in their car and they kill the person and they kill themselves like just randomly like I mean I know that happens in like 
massive shootings like school shootings or store shootings where they just went out and shot people and then you know they didn't want to get caught or whatever the case may be they ended up killing themselves after they did it but I just find it strange like you're in a car you're riding with somebody that person still has the phone like you kind of want to be like what was there any connection between this these two men um I don't know it just seems strange to me like that just seems very random like yeah I want to know the answers as to why they didn't investigate the call either but I also want to know like who this man was and why were they in the car with each other and I don't know like I don't know like it just the story just sounds a little weird I need to hear like a backstory or something of what's going on so if y'all heard any more about this Quaylen Campbell situation um send me a dm or send me an email and I'm gonna try to keep you know, um, I'm gonna try to follow up on it as well. But I just, first of all, prayers to the the family as always. Prayers to the wife. Um, that's a devastating situation. Um, uh, I pray that she's able to cope with her loss um, as much as she can. I know. You know, that's easier said than done. I pray that she gets the answers that she needs um, to figure out what's going on. It just it just seems so strange to me. I, I would be devastated, but I also would want to know, like, who is this man and why he chose my husband to kill and why did he kill himself? You know what I'm saying? So, um, I don't know. Um but I definitely will keep y'all posted if I hear anything else. So this isn't a news report, but I was scrolling on Facebook one day and you know how like the little ads come up, like um, it might be like a picture of a dress or something from shine or like amazon or something like that where i was scrolling through and i saw this picture of like knee pads for babies for for them to crawl with and i just (laughs) that's just something i would have never had thought to purchase for either one of my children when they was learning how to crawl like i feel like if your knees hurt from crawling that should be an incentive for you to get up and start walking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I had posted the picture on Facebook and I was like, you know, I'm a cautious mom. Um, I would say that I'm sometimes overly cautious, but I don't think that I would have ever thought to put knee pads on my child. I guess I'm just kind of old school. I'm like, so is anybody actually using these? And a couple people said they had. One person said that um it was gifted to her, you know, from a co-worker. So she tried it out with her child. And another girl was saying that, um yeah, she used them. She was like, she basically was saying the knees get pretty irritated from crawling. Um, I have two children and I never remember their knees being irritated from crawling. (laughs) I just think that's a little team too much, a little extra to be putting, um, knee pads on your child. Let them kids crawl and figure out the world. And then when they're tired of crawling, they stand up and they start walking. You know what I'm saying? I wish I might put some knee pads on Nyla. She better get her butt up and start walking soon. She's 13 months now. She need to start walking. Um, But I don't knock people for trying it. If, if there's people that want to put knee pads on their kids, then go on and put knee pads on your kids, honey. <laughs> um... Another girl was saying that it's important for their development, for them to be able to crawl on the floor or wherever they're crawling. You know, I don't know the facts on that. Um, I would think that 
that would be a little awkward for the kids, like, to have knee pads on, because it's a little unrealistic, but I don't know, to each its own, um, yeah, no knee pads for my children, that's all I could say, <laughs> All right, so let's get into the topic of today, which is moms acting bad. And we can't talk about acting bad without talking about young Miami from the City Girls. Um, She has been linked to Sean P. Diddy Combs. Um, He is around, I want to say Diddy is like 53 years old somewhere around your early 50s and um and young Miami is 28 29 um they was it all started they were spotted together and rumors started circulating and then she had actually gotten a show on Diddy's network Revolt um her own Carisha please her um, I guess it's a podcast and um and um she had him on there and um she told him that we go together real bad, you know. <laughs> I know y'all heard about that. Well, um a few episodes back that she did, um, maybe about a month or so ago, she had Trina on and she was talking about how um well she has this little card game that she plays and it's like a questions game kind of like fishbowl combo but the questions are very like risque they're very like you know freaky questions and um one of them said something along the lines of do you like golden shower? So do you like getting peed on? And she admitted that she likes getting peed on. And I mean, to each its own, um, you know, people tend to do whatever they want to do in the bedroom or whatever. Um, no matter how nasty, freaky or whatever it is. But I personally would not want to get peed on. You know what I'm saying? Like, that just don't even sound... That's not sexy. That doesn't turn me on. Like, I barely like sperm. (laughs) Let alone having somebody pee on me. Like, and this is just my opinion. Like, who enjoys that? But people do it and people enjoy it. And, you know, um, the reason why I'm talking about it is because... This is a mommy podcast. It's a parenting podcast. And young Miami is a mother of two children, a boy and a girl. And this is something that she may have to explain to them or she may receive some backlash from them once they become teenagers or adults because, you know, once something's out there, it's out there. You know what I'm saying? And I understand young Miami, she's young and she's having fun and she don't give a fuck. And that's all cool and fine and dandy. Hey, when I was her age, I was living my best life too. But being that she's in the public eye, um, just openly speaking about liking when a man pees on her, I don't think is was a smart move for her to make being a mother of two young children. Um, and I honestly think that when she's my age, I just, I'm turning 41 today. I think that when she's my age and she goes to look back at the stuff that she used to do or like the stuff that she said that she does, 
she may have some regrets. She may cringe. She may start thinking, you know, damn, I shouldn't have did that shit. I can't believe I did that shit, you know. Like, I always say that I don't have regrets, which I don't. Like, you live and you learn. Everything's a learning experience. However, thank God for me, I had my started having kids in my 30s. And, um, which I had Tristan a couple years older than what young Miami is, but those couple years do make a difference in the way you think and having a child, um, generally tends to make you change your frame of thinking at least somewhat. So I don't know. I I just don't agree with her putting that out there like that. Hey, Diddy or whomever could have just been pissing all over you. And that would have been all good for for your enjoyment. But did you have to put it out there for it to be something that your kids are here somewhere down the line? I think you probably should have kept that to yourself, ma'am. So as always, I was scrolling through Facebook and I came across this reel. And in the reel, it was um, a man being interviewed on a podcast. And his statement was, married men need threesomes. Um, And that was interesting. Um, It was an interesting uh, statement. Um, So I just would like to give my opinion on that. Um, I've always been a pretty open-minded woman. Um, I have a lot of opinions and views on many different subjects. That's a big reason why I decided to start a podcast, to get all my opinions and views out there, to debate with people, to see if people agree or disagree, to spark conversation. Um, So I'm going to give my opinion on men and threesomes. First of all, men and women tend to think totally different when it comes to relationships, wants and needs, loyalty, what should happen and what should not happen. Uh, Man is usually all for stuff like threesomes if it involves him and two other women. But if a woman suggests having a threesome in which it involves her and two men, that's frowned upon. That's not a threesome. Um, That's not loyal. They're just so offended. Um, So that's the first issue. The next thing is many women are not down with having threesomes with their men because men cannot handle threesomes. They can't handle it from the loyalty aspect of it. Nine times out of ten, you get in, you bring another woman into the bedroom, and then next thing you know, he's sneaking around with the woman. Um, I, I would assume that in most relationships with where threesomes would be involved, um, that would be for the enjoyment of the both of you not as a free pass for either one of you to be meeting up with the third party on your own time. Um, If you're going to do that, then you might as well have an open relationship in which y'all are both free to just sleep with whoever you want to sleep with, but y'all in a relationship and in the same household together. So nine times out of 10, Men can't handle the threesome because they're not going to be loyal. They figure that's a free pass for them to go out and do what they want to do. When they get caught with that woman or another woman or whomever, their excuse usually be, well, you didn't have a problem when we was all doing it. I didn't think that you would have a problem with it now. Or I thought we were all friends or I thought it was cool. It just always tends to be some sort of misunderstanding and and disloyalty when it comes to those situations and the things that I've heard or may have experienced in my life. So why would I open my bedroom up to another individual when, or even, let me say this, why would I give you the privilege 
of having a threesome when all you're going to do is fuck up anyway and go and be unloyal and go cheat with that person or somebody else. So that's why a lot of women don't open up that door because it just, as I said in a previous podcast episode, the flesh is weak. The Bible says the flesh is weak. And that's one of the realest scriptures in the Bible because it is like any little bit of temptation and people ready to mess up their whole families and their whole lives behind it. Um, so do married men deserve threesomes? They don't. Not all of them. Now, some some couples are successful in having threesomes. Um, there's some couples are swingers. They, you know, are very sexually open when it comes to that. I'm not saying that it's not possible, but I, I will say this. There is some rules to it. Like, I personally don't think that a threesome is a privilege that you just give anybody. Like, maybe after you've been in a relationship for so many years, if y'all are not married, y'all been in a relationship for so many years and y'all want to spice it up or something like that, then maybe it'll be work out that way. But if you're giving threesomes to every man that you'd have never been with, or, you know what I'm saying? And what is the, what is the treat? Like, what are you... What value are you giving to your husband or, you know, whomever you're going to be serious with one day if every single privilege that you offer was given to everybody that you've been with? You know what I'm saying? If I was, if I was a man, I would be like, well, shit, she didn't have threesomes with everybody. So why is this special to me? You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't want to babble on about it. That statement was just a little funny to me because just my experience with men and, you know, situations and stuff. I just feel like, you know, y'all always want so much. Y'all want to, y'all men, you know, say some of them say they want one woman, but then they just be so easily influenced by other women. Um, It's just funny that a man really came out to say a married man deserves a threesome. So that's just my opinion on that. I used to watch this show called, um, seeking sister wives and, um, What made me start watching the show was um, this black couple named the Snowdens, and they lived in Atlanta at the time. They weren't married, but had been together about seven years or so, and they had a few kids with each other, and they decided that they wanted to add another woman into the household. Um, So they basically wanted to have a poly relationship. Now, I don't know the differences between like polygamy and polyamory and all that stuff. So I'm not even going to try to break that down. But they wanted another wife in the household. And for them, it's like a symbolic wife. Nobody was legally married. They just, you know, wanted to add another wife. So anyway, they was on the show to do the search for the wife or whatever and um they had ended up well first let me say this about the couple so they it's a beautiful family um they just it seemed like um they got along with each other well they raised their children good they were like the health conscious family they were really into like holistic stuff and um watching what they put in their body and you know like um the girl it's Ashley and Dimitri I think are their names and Ashley like really was adamant about like the pH in her body and they had rules when it came to finding a wife first of all they would meet the person together decide on the person together 
then she would have a date with the person, you know, to get to know her and to see if she would be a good fit for the family. And then he would actually go out on a date with um, the girl as well. And then they would make a decision and ask the person to marry them or whatever. So um, one of their rules were that before Dimitri was to have sex with the woman, she had to do this cleanse. And I want to say it was like, I want to say it was 90 days. I could be wrong, but it was a, it was a, a pretty long time frame, at least 30 days. She had to do this cleanse and um, basically detoxify her body. It was only certain things that she was allowed to eat just in general. And, um, and like the body had to be the perfect pH before she was to have sex with Dimitri. And that was to like keep, um, you know, everything in line so they don't be passing like bacterias back and forth to each other, whatever the case may be. So they had that rule that he was not, they was not to have sex, you know, he wasn't to have sex with the other woman until after she completed the cleanse and all of that. Well, so this brings me to the topic of how, back to the topic of how, you know, um, men don't deserve threesomes. Um, some men don't deserve threesomes because they had this whole thing, this whole ritual that they decided to do before they um, took on a wife and in one of the seasons, he ended up breaking that rule. He ended up having sex with the girl on the first night of the date. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that kind of was like the breakdown. That's why I feel like was the breakdown of their relationship. Because after like a couple of seasons of them trying to, they ended up finding a wife. Then the wife ended up leaving them. It was this big controversy. You could tell in the season that she didn't like she didn't like the idea of having to do the cleanse and having to wait to have sex with Dimitri and like all the rules and stuff. And then after the camera stopped filming, shit just hit the fan and she was talking shit about them and all that stuff. And then so the next season came about and in this season they decided to pick two wives. It was one from South Africa and then one from the States or whatever and everything seemed to work out at first I think the one girl is the one he ended up having sex with on the you know the first night and um everything seemed to be going good and then shit just started hitting the fan the girl that he had sex with um she ended up disappearing and not coming back and then the other girl from South Africa Dimitri actually had to marry her to get her into the country so I could only imagine how that made Ashley feel because she was with this man all these years had them kids by him and then he wasn't even legally married to her and then had to marry this woman to bring her into the country so like with all of that with him breaking the rules and then like that whole situation um it ended up being like some um rumors and stuff going around and like he was uh being accused of being abusive and they were saying Ashley was trying to fight the other ladies and all that stuff so um they're no longer on the show and Ashley and Dimitri ended up breaking up which I felt like was unfortunate but to my bottom line is it all came down to once that trust was broken once that loyalty was in jeopardy then that beautiful family turned into a whole bunch of mess so that further explains why in some situations that that it doesn't work to bring somebody else into your marriage or to your into your relationship All right, so 
I think I'm going to wrap up the episode for today. But you know I cannot leave you without some fishbowl combo. So I think today I'm going to draw three questions. Let's get to it. Question number one. What was your worst foot in the mouth moment? It was when I was about 18 years old. I was dating this guy and he came over with some friends and I had a couple of my homegirls in the house and I forgot what was said, but he was saying something to his homeboys and I thought he was talking to me or about me. So I just like popped off real bad. I was so loud and cussing them out and like everything, everybody got real quiet. And then he was like, when I was done, he was like, I wasn't talking to you. And I was just like, oh, and went on about my business. But I was so embarrassed. I just couldn't believe that I popped off like that for nothing. All right. Question number two. What is one thing you should never say at a wedding? I never liked when the preacher would say, um, if anybody objects, speak now or forever hold your peace or whatever that line is. Like, we just, we're having a wedding. We paid for this wedding. This is what we want to do. This is the decision we made. I wish somebody might stand up at my damn wedding and, and dispute anything. So I would just omit that question from the ceremony. <laughs> All right. And question number three. If someone gave you an envelope with your death date in it, would you open it? I want to say that I wouldn't want to know, but I'm one of those type of people that if something was sitting in front of me, even if I tried to not like open it, I would eventually open it. So the only way I wouldn't open it is if I just set it on set it on fire like right in front of me at that moment because eventually it would get opened. <laughs> All right, well, now it's time for the affirmation of the day. And my affirmation is, I am becoming a better version of myself each and every day. All right, well, that is the end of our episode for today. As always, I thank you all for tuning in. Um, If you want to contact me, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me at letsmom.b.podcast at gmail.com. You can also DM me on Instagram at letsmombitch. I also have my YouTube channel by the same name, Let's Mom Bitch. Right now, I'm just posting the bonus episodes on there, um, but I do want you to check those out. Like, share, and subscribe, and um, content will be uploaded every Monday after 9 p.m., and I guess I'll talk to you all next time. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great night.